Hello, friends. Welcome to Trivia Over Tea, the quiz show podcast where we drink tea and play trivia. I am your host, Matthew Cook, and I'm here virtually once again with our scorekeeper, Carter Zanke. How are you doing today, Carter? I'm ready to begin. So excited to see some new faces. Yes. Uh, and uh, let's introduce this week's contestants. First, we have Darby. Hi, I am Darby Ray, and I am hailing from Los Angeles. Very good. Well, thank you, Darby, for being on the show. Darby Ray for being on the show today. And uh, next, we have Gwen. Hello, I'm back. You're back, and I'm 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 in LA too, and I'm drinking iced tea. It's actually chamomile tea with a lot of lemonade in it, a lot mm. of pink lemonade in it. So like an Arnold Palmer. It's an Arnold Palmer. That's the right word. Okay. <laughs> well, very good. I I owe you tea, by the way. I still need to send that to you. Oh, don't. I'm not I've stressed been, about it. But thank I've you. been delinquent on that front. Well, thank you. Thank you both for joining us today. We will have four rounds of questions, each with a slightly different format. And so without further ado, Carter will explain the rules for round one. So round one is our first general knowledge round consisting of five multiple choice questions for each of you. And correct answers here are worth 10 points each. Okay, Darby, you're up first. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Question one. The first major battle of the Civil War was fought in a field near what Virginia city? A, Richmond, B, Fredericksburg, or C, Manassas? I have zero uh, idea. And so I'm going to go with uh, the B option. No, it was actually C, Manassas. The first battle of Bull Run, or the first battle of Manassas, was fought July 21st, 1861, and was a Confederate victory. The battlefield was also the site of the much larger Second Battle of Manassas in 1862. The other two cities were also sites of battles, but later on in the war. Question two. Which of these characters is not a founding member of the Avengers, meaning they were not with the team ever since Avengers number one from September 1963? A, Iron Man, B, Spider-Man, or C, Thor? Oh, uh, also something I don't know at all, so I'm going to go with uh, Thor. No, it was actually B, (laughs) Spider-Man. While the character has been an on-again, off-again member of the group over the past 60 years, he is not among the four heroes, Ant-Man, Iron Man, Thor, and Hulk, that appear in Avengers number 1. Question 3. Which of the following players did not score for the U.S. women's national soccer team in the World Cup final in 2019? A. Megan Rapino, B. Rose Lavelle, or C. Tobin Heath? Hmm. Um, I'm going to go with C. Tobin Heath. That's correct. Megan Rapinoe scored on a penalty kick, and Rose Lavelle followed up about eight minutes later. And what question is that? Question four. In 1910, Sigmund Freud helped get what Swiss psychologist, who was known for developing the ideas of the collective unconscious and archetypes, as president of the International Psychoanalytical Association? A. Carl Jung, B. Abraham Brill, or C. Judy Cook? I'm going to go with A. That's correct. Uh, Carl Jung, soon after his elevation to the head of the IPA, Jung and Freud's relationship would rapidly decline, with the two never seeing or speaking to each other again after 1913. And my brother wrote that question. He, the, the C option, Judy Cook, is our Aunt Judy, who is a psychologist. 
I didn't catch that until just now. I was like, who is this Judy Cookies referring to? That's our aunt. That's hilarious. And finally, question five. Which of these rivers is not located in Russia? A, the Moskva River, B, the Neva River, or C, the Tiber River? I'm going to go with B because it sounds the least Russian. It's actually C, the Tiber River. The Tiber runs through Rome. The Moskva lends its name to Moscow, and the Neva runs through St. Petersburg. All righty. Gwen, are you ready for your five questions? Sure. <laughs> okay. Question one. When The Daily Show premiered in 1996, it was hosted by whom? A, Craig Kilburn, B, John Stewart, or C, Trevor Noah? It was... Sorry, can you repeat the options? A, Craig okay. Kilburn, B, John Stewart, or C, Trevor Noah? John Stewart. No, it was actually Craig Kilborn. Kilborn Kilborn was the host from 1996 to 1998 before being replaced by Jon Stewart in January 1999. And Trevor Noah has hosted the show since 2015. Question two. Having previously served as his state's human affairs commissioner, Jim Clyburn has represented what state's 6th congressional district since 1993? A. North Carolina. B. South Carolina. Or C. Georgia. C. Georgia. No, it was actually B, South Carolina. I'm, I'm going against my instinct every time right now. I don't know what's happening. Okay. He is currently the House Majority Whip. Oh. Qu- question cool. three. In a standard statue of justice, the woman is blindfolded, holding a scale and sword, and stepping on what kind of animal? A, a rat, B, a vulture, or C, a snake? C, a snake. Correct. Yay. <laughs> on the board. Question four. The cities of Kinshasa and Brazzaville, the closest national capital cities in the world, have long planned but constantly postponed to build a bridge over what major African river that lends its name to the two countries that the cities are the capitals of? A, the Nile, B, the Zambezi, or C, the Congo? B, the Zambezi. No, it was actually C, the Congo. Mm -hmm. Uh, Congo. Kinshasa is the capital of the Democratic Republic of the Congo, and Brazzaville is the capital of the Republic of Congo. And finally, question five. On June 1st, 2021, the EE football team, formerly the Edmonton Eskimos of the CFL, announced their new nickname was what? A. Empire. B. Elks. Or C. Entertainers. Entertainers. No, they're the elk. No. No. Yeah, of they were. I think probably because they have a lot of elk in Alberta. I just really liked that answer. Well, it is entertaining, certainly, uh-huh. but not the right answer, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the end of round one. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? Uh, I believe Darby has twenty points and Gwen has ten points. It's time for our weekly audience question. If you recall, last week our question was, how many state capitals are located at a higher elevation than Denver? And the answer is two. Cheyenne, Wyoming at 6,062 feet and Santa Fe, New Mexico at 7,199 feet. And so for this week, in honor of the fact that I went to Yellowstone National Park last weekend, 
What future president worked as a park ranger at Yellowstone National Park during the summer of 1936? So, have a think about that. Send me your answers, and I'll announce the correct answer next week. Alrighty, and now it is time for round two. So, Carter, can you please explain the rules? Round two is a round in which you will get five questions. This time, they're open-ended. Uh, each question here is worth uh, 20 points, and if you get one wrong, your opponent can answer for half points, or 10. Okie dokie. So this podcast is being released on July 21st, and on July 23rd, the Summer Olympic Games in Tokyo will be opening. And so both of you will be getting questions about the Olympics. So, Darby, are you ready? I'm ready, and also I feel like it's worth mentioning that July 24th is my birthday, so I have oh. a good feeling about this round. Sorry, yes. Well, unfortunately, I don't have a question about you. Um, in because uh, I I always try to Unless include the famous birthdays. Yeah. Do you, are you do you do gymnastics or swim or? Uh, no. Okay. I, yoga. All right. Well, then I guess I'll 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 stick to the questions I already have. Then, question one, dating back to the eighth century BCE. The ancient Olympic Games were held in what present-day nation? I'm going to go with Greece. Correct. They were held in honor of Zeus, the king of the gods, and they were always held at Olympia. Question two. The United States first hosted the Summer Olympics in 1904 in St. Louis and then hosted them again for the second time in 1932 in what city? What was happening in 1932? Was it, uh, I'm just going to make a wild guess and say Cleveland. No. Gwen? <laughs> um, Kansas City. No. Missouri. No. <laughs> they were held in Los Angeles. Oh, oh wow. Bad. Yeah. And that's why they built Man. the Coliseum was for the 1932. Oh, right. Olympic Games. I feel like I knew that. It's somewhere in my brain. That we all did deep down. <laughs> yeah. And actually, the U.S. hosted the Winter Olympics that year, too, but they were held in Lake Placid, New York. Question three. In the decathlon, the three throwing events are the shot put, the discus, and what? The shot put, discus, and uh, the mm, spear throwing one. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the long pole throw. <laughs> well, got I, it. I, got I, it. I, I mean, yeah, that's 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 great. It's called the javelin. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll 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 give it to you. Yeah, that it is that's a, a long pole. That's wrong. wait. Wasn't I supposed to get a chance to answer that? Well, but but she she described it. I think. No, good okay, enough. okay, okay. I, we're gonna I give think, it to her. Yeah, I think we're we're gonna be nice. You know, we're we're a friendly All show. Right. You so. don't need it. It's, it's her birthday show. Yeah, that's true. It's her birthday show. So, yeah. It, but it is the job. <laughs> I don't feel good about this. I kind of. I, I, can I get another one? I don't want a pity, a pity win. <laughs> um. Well, You're next time winning. I. It, you know, if 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 there's a next time, then I just won't be as nice. Okay. And, that's yeah. Fair. Uh, the other events in the decathlon are the 100 meters, the 110 meter hurdles, the 400 meters, 1500 meters. Long jump, high jump, and pole vault. Question four. At the 1980 Winter Olympics in Lake Placid, New York, 
the U.S. men's ice hockey victory over the USSR came to be known as the what? The pizza party. No. Gwen? Yeah. The the sun's out, guns (laughs) out. (laughs) No. No, this is the miracle on ice. Oh, Oh, I would imagine. He did have a pizza party afterwards. Probably. That I I think All that I would be appropriate. All I could think of was Mighty Ducks. <laughs> no, that's that. I don't think that's um. I don't think that's an Olympic. That's a uh, movie. It's it's movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it and was it's about the Olympics. Children. Yes. <laughs> and it's brilliant. Yes. Um, what what was it again? Can you say the answer again, Matthew? The Miracle on Ice. Miracle on Ice. Which oh, in its it, itself was turned into a movie called Miracle. Oh. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And right. Um, Al Michaels, who was uh, the play-by-play caller for that game, uh, he famously said, do you believe in miracles? Yes. At the very end. And the U.S. went on to beat Finland 4-2 and claim the gold medal. Incredible. Finally, question five. What swimmer set the record for first place finishes at a single Olympics with eight at the 2008 Games in Beijing? Michael Phelps. Correct. He broke the previous record of seven held by fellow swimmer Mark Spitz in 1972. All righty, Gwen, are you ready for your questions about the Olympics? Man, I, you know, yes. Okay. Question one. I'm so excited. The first modern Olympic Games were held in 1896 in what Greek capital city? Why am I blanking? I hate this. Um, the capital of Greece... Is, is new why can't i oh my god all i can think of is rome rome is the only thing coming to my head uh, rome is in italy uh, darby in italy i know olympus no athens is the oh, capital of greece Athens, greece yeah and they would why host the games the again in 2004. question two at the ancient olympic games the victors wore a wreath made of what type of leaves? Laurels. Laurel mm, leaves. No. No, what leaves were they? No. Fig Dar- leaves. Darby? Darby? Fig no, they were olive leaves. Ah. Olive for olive leaves. Yeah. From branches of trees that grew in Olympia. And at the two thousand festival laurels. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's true. Um at the two thousand four Summer Olympics, they were given out again in honor of the ancient tradition. Question three. The United States has hosted the Winter Olympics four times in Lake Placid in 1932 and 1980, the Squaw Valley in 1960, and what state capital city in 2002? It was in... Oh, this is a bad day for me to be doing trivia. <laughs> My God. I should have... Anyway. Um, where was it? Where were the Winter Olympics? They were in... They were in Aspen, Colorado. <laughs> Not the state capital of Colorado. That's not the state capital, I know. No, um, and it's not the right answer. Uh, Darby? 2002 Winter Olympics. I don't think it was in Denver. I uh, State capital of a cold place. And I was very much a t- teenager. I would remember, I wish to know this. Uh I feel exactly the same. Like, what in the world? Oh, uh, somewhere in the Midwest, perhaps. I feel like 
we've already said St. Louis for something, but I'm <laughs> going to say St. Louis. St. Louis is not the capital of Missouri. Um, Jefferson City is the capital of Missouri. But uh, no, you're in the wrong part of the country. You were closer with Denver. Yeah. It's actually Salt Lake City, Utah. Lake City. I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. We all did. We all did. <laughs> but did we say it? No. no. Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. No. Okay, give me the next question. Question four. Men and women compete against each other in sailing and what other Summer Olympic sport? Um, the luge. <laughs> <laughs> the bobsled. The... Um, neither of those are Summer Olympic events. <laughs> winter Olympics. Why did I go cold? Because we were just talking about Winter Olympics. Yes. Wait, can I have a redo? Uh, uh, sure. I don't. I don't know the answer. Okay. (laughs) Um, uh, Darby. Yeah, I'm. I'm like, what other sports would men and women be considered equal other than sailing? And I didn't even know sailing was an an Olympic sport. Uh, and I feel like I'm wasting time trying to think of other summer activities that don't involve great feats of strength. And uh, I'm just going to go with beer pong. <laughs> no, not an Olympic event, unfortunately. This is equestrian. Oh. Yeah. yeah. That is in summer. Yes, it is. And finally, question five. Appearing in three Olympics, what speed skater is the most decorated American winter Olympian? Oh, no. What's his name? All I can think of is Usain Bolt, and that is not speed skating. He's not a speed that skater. That is summer. It's a different, we're, we're back at a different season. Yep. It is George Stephanopoulos. <laughs> uh, no, it's not George Stephanopoulos. Darby? Um, Brian Boitano. No. Oh, Apollo Anton Ono. He competed right. in Salt Lake City in 2002, Turin in 2006, and Vancouver in 2010. He won eight medals total, two gold, two silver, and four bronze. Good for him. Yeah. Well, that's the end of round two. So, uh, Carter, can you please give Carter? us a score update? <laughs> <laughs> Be gentle, Carter. Uh, well, uh, some numbers have changed and some numbers have not. Uh, Darby has... Eighty points, and Gwen has ten points. Okay. Oh, I love this show so much. It's the birthday magic. <laughs> yeah, I'm having to. a great time. Hammond <laughs> made me sleepy. That's true. Yeah, always blame it on the tea. Yeah, always. Carter, it's now time for round three. So, can you please explain the rules? Well, round three is a lot like round two, but the questions are worth a little more points. So in this case, they're worth 30 points. And if you get one wrong, your opponent can answer for 15 points. All righty, Darby, are you ready for your five questions? I am ready like a Freddy. Question one. What interstate highway follows the front range for its entire 299 mile length in Colorado? Follows the front range. Uh, Interstate highway... Follows the front range. Wouldn't be 70. Um, and I'm from the front range side of the Rockies. So I should really know this question. Interstate highway though? Shoot. Uh, 
because most of my driving and road trips have all been like heading west. So that's what I'm familiar with. And like nobody wants to go anywhere farther east than the front range because then it's basically Kansas. <laughs> so, oh, shoot. Um, I, I'm uh, 36. No. Gwen? I'm going to go with interstate number. I'm going to go with interstate number 70 that Darby didn't go with. No, um, it was actually Interstate 25. Oh. oh. Wouldn't that have been fun, though, if she was like, it's not the 70, and I was like, yes, it is, and it was right? <laughs> it would have been, but um, but it was really not 70. I can't believe that in preparation for the show, I did not look specifically, do a little, like, study session on the interstate system of the of Colorado specifically. That was my, my bad. You're Few people actually get my interstate highway questions right, even though I, tr- I try to tailor them to each contestant and and it I just like to say work. I got it right on the last episode I was on and so that's all that matters well there you go how I do on this episode <laughs> yeah well um get ready yours is coming Gwen okay I'm okay uh but back to Darby question two in 2007 JK Rowling published what final installment of the Harry Potter series man I read the Harry Potter series all of them and the last book I don't remember what any of them are called except for the Goblet of Fire. And the last one is the one where uh, the boy who lived, mm, no, Voldemort's demise. Uh, mm, <laughs> we'll go with Voldemort's demise. No. <laughs> Gwen. Is that one the rise of the Phoenix? No. No. This is Harry. <laughs> is that one? No, this is Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Deathly Hallows. And within 24 hours of its release, it had sold over 8 million copies in the U.S. and over 2 million in the U.K. Question three. Robin Williams won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in 1998 for playing Dr. Sean McGuire in what film? Goodwill Hunting. Correct. And Ben Affleck and Matt Damon also won for Best Original Screenplay. Question four. Having been nominated by President Clinton, who served as the first female attorney general from 1993 to 2001? Darn it. I wish I knew that. Um, mm, well, Whoopi Goldberg. No. Close. Gwen? Janet Reno. Correct. She had yeah. previous. <laughs> She had previously been the state's attorney for Miami-Dade County in Florida. I just and, had um, uh, what's his bucket in my head from SNL playing her. Anyway, uh, okay, anyway, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Okay. Finally, question five: What song from Guys and Dolls, sung by Sky Masterson, would become a signature song for Frank Sinatra? You know, I love musicals, but not that one so much, or just I'm not super familiar. So I'm going to rack my brain for my Frank Sinatra knowledge. Uh, Frank Sinatra, my way, um, the, this is the kind of thing that I'm going to like wake up in the middle of the night tonight. (laughs) I'm going to be like, this was it. I, except for I'm going to find out right now. I don't know. Uh, New York, New York. No. Gwen? 
That would be luck be a lady tonight. That's correct. Or luck be a lady. Why can't uh, I think of anyone's name? Like I'm trying to talk about super famous SNL guy. Um, and it was in Step Brothers, and and he's like super famous. And he Ray? played Janet Reno on SNL. No, the other guy. The other guy. Farrell. I think of it. Yes, Will Farrell. Yeah, this is the yeah my headspace. Anyway, he played Janet Reno. I had to give who that was. Oh, I haven't seen that. He like smashed through a wall. It was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty, well, Gwen, um, are you ready for your five questions? Mm Mm-hmm. Question one: What interstate highway is entirely within the state of Arizona and provides the link between Phoenix and Flagstaff? That would be the I-10. No. (laughs) Wait, no. That's not the 10? No. Is it the one? Oh. Darby. Oh. It's Never mind. the entire interstate highway. Wait. It's, in, it's entirely within Arizona, and it goes between Phoenix and Flagstaff. Phoenix and Flagstaff. Phoenix and Flagstaff. Uh, I, I don't know. 99? No. No. Gwen, did you want to second guess? It's the 19. No. It's, it's 17. Not? 17. The 17. Well, okay. Like, you know. 19 goes from Tucson to the Mexican border it in Nogales. Why. This is why it's all so closely numbered. <laughs> yeah. Question two The Sun Also Rises, a novel in which the characters travel to Pamplona, Spain to watch the running of the bulls, was the debut novel for what American novelist who later wrote works like The Old Man and the Sea? Oh, God, what's that? What's that, dude? This is just not a day for this. Uh, Hank Azaria. No. Darby? I think it's Ernest Hemingway. It is Ernest Hemingway. Yes, Yes. Hemingway. Question three. Defeating the John Major-led Conservative Party in the 1997 general election, who became the first Labour Prime Minister of the United Kingdom since 1979? Hmm. Roger, chamomile, the third. No. no. Darby? Was I close? <laughs> no. Margaret Thatcher? No. This is Tony Blair. Oh. oh. Yeah. He was right. prime minister for 10 years before he resigned uh, in favor of Gordon Brown in 2007. Margaret Thatcher was that prime minister immediately before John Major. Mm-hmm. I unfortunately was just using my knowledge of the television show, The Crown, and trying to estimate what uh, the hairstyles were at the time. Anyway, sorry. Smart. It's a smart way to look at it. Yeah. Question four. On the show Breaking Bad, Walter White adopted the last name of what German physicist who was best known for his namesake uncertainty principle as his primary alias? Um, huh, it starts with an H. Hang on, hang on, I got it. Ha, ha. <laughs> I keep saying Heisman, like the Heisman Trophy. That is not it. <laughs> it is not That's... Heimlich either. <laughs> but it's somewhere in between. It's Heisenberg. 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 That's correct. I figured it out. I got there. Werner Karl Heisenberg. Yeah, and but... finally, question five. In February 1935, New Fun, the big comics magazine, was the first publication of what company 
that would later create characters like Superman and Batman. That's DC Comics. Correct. Yes. Yay! My brother's the one who writes all the comic book questions because I don't know anything about any of the comic stuff. Well, I'm but... so glad he wrote one that I knew. Oh, there you go. Thank you, Matthew's brother. Well, that's the end of round three. So, Carter, can you please give us a score update? Oh, we have a much closer game with Darby at 125 points and Gwen at 100 points. Ooh. How did I do that? <laughs> Alrighty, and now it is time for round four. So, Carter, can you please explain the rules? Yes, round four is our showdown in which you will each get three questions and we'll ask you to write down your answers to those questions so we can reveal them at about the same time. Each question here is worth 40 points. Alrighty, Darby, Gwen, are you ready? I am ready. Question one. The 1798-99 French campaign in Egypt and Syria led to the discovery of what ancient object now on display at the British Museum? Yeah, okay, I got it. Okay, Gwen, do you have an answer too? Yeah, I got it written down. Okay. Darby, what is your answer? The dowel. Gwen? The holy grail. <laughs> um, no, ni uh, neither of you are correct. The answer is the Rosetta Stone. Oh, yeah. Oh. It was discovered in the city of Rashid, or Rosetta, in July 1799 by French officer Pierre-Francois Bouchard. Huh. Yeah. Question two. Frederick Law Olmsted... The, ar the landscape architect who designed Central Park also designed Mount Royal Park in what Canadian city? Do we have answers? Yes. I mean, yeah. I think I might know this one. Okay. Darby? Toronto. Gwen? I also said Toronto. It was actually Montreal. Dang! Montreal literally means Mount Royal in French. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And Mount Royal right. is... Right, um, right in the middle of um, the island oh of Montreal. Yeah. It was right in front of us. Yeah. I love it. And finally, question three. Comedian Don Knotts was widely known for his role as Barney Fife in what 1960s sitcom set in Mayberry, North Carolina? Oh, my God. I know, that, I know this one. I just can't think of the last name of the... There's something about this game that makes my brain turn off. That's exactly it. That's exactly um, it. This is, I absolutely know the answer to this. Can I get it half right? Uh, I, if, I mean, if, if you get it close, we can maybe consider some partial credit. Okay. We have, well, we have been known to do that in the past. Um, all right. Well, I have my partial answer ready. Okay. What is your answer? The Andy something show. Do you want to take a guess at the last name? Well, I keep on thinking Kaufman, but that's 100%. And with a G, Andy, Andy, no, I don't know it. It's Andy Cooper, Andy Guffman, Andy Guffman. Gwen. I, I wrote down the Andy Richter show. It's the Andy Griffith show. Griffith show. See, I did the same thing you did. Yeah. I was like, I think you know the last name. Andy Richter is not specifically and i didn't I really close that show much as a kid but i do have this very specific memory of that character of the barney character it's like an episode where he's like a little bit on his high horse he's making citizens arrests like everywhere so yeah 
future yeah. citizens arrest citizens arrest anyway yeah blew it yeah i couldn't i could we were Andy both Griffith, of course and the same we were in the same place <laughs> darn it so maybe we can give yeah. we you know since since they were both you know they both got andy so maybe we can give them each 20 points for that okay Ron Howard was also on the show, um, playing Griffith's son, Opie oh, yeah. Taylor. Mm -hmm. yeah. All righty. Well, that's the end of the game. So, Carter, uh, can you please give us the final score? Uh, the scores have increased, but the score difference has not. Uh, Darby has 145 points, and Gwen has 120. <laughs> well, congratulations, Darby. You've won. Do you have anything you would like to say? Uh, I would like to say that when... Matthew asked us to be on this podcast today. I immediately emailed Gwen that she was going down and I was not wrong. Called your shot. She was not. And you've you've now beat Gwen and Gwen beat Graham. And so therefore that makes you better at trivia than you're superior Graham as well. The mm -hmm. both of us. Now I kind of feel like yeah. challenging Graham. That's our show for this week, folks. Ooh. Thank you, Darby and Gwen, for being on the show today, as well as Carter Zanke for being our scorekeeper and Mason Cook for composing the music and contributing some questions. And thank you for listening. Please like and subscribe to Trivia Over Tea on your preferred podcast platform and leave us a review if you enjoyed it. And check out our Facebook and Instagram pages at Trivia Over Tea. And feel free to message us there if you have any comments or suggestions regarding the show or if you would like to submit some questions. And tune in next week when we'll have two new contestants and 33 more fantastic questions. Thank you. We'll see you next week. Bye.